Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Lenwood Ross on the line. Lenwood, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I am awesome. I'm really looking forward to this conversation because we talked a little bit in the pre-show about selling and virtual selling and all that. But uh, before I spoil it for everybody, why don't you share a little bit about you and the work that you do? Sure. Uh, my name is Linwood Ross. I'm the founder and CEO of Accelery. We're a digital transformation consulting firm, and we focus on helping companies of all sizes build their digital skills um, so they can compete and win in a digital-first economy. Uh, you know, right now we're helping companies that are struggling with their revenue uh, to generate demand for their products and services using strategic social media. That's what we're doing. For those who don't know, strategic social media is virtual networking and relationship building for commercial purposes. <laughs> well, that's perfect. And as we talked a little bit in the pre-show during this pandemic, virtual selling, if you weren't good at it, you definitely needed to know how to do it because otherwise you'd have a lot of problems. So I'm sure a lot of organizations have come out to you and said, hey, you know, we need help. So explain you know, how that has looked over the last couple of years. Sure. Uh, so what we have seen um, mostly last year is um, for 2020, people were really relying on their 2019 pipeline. So what's happened now with 2021, they didn't really build any pipeline during 2020 because they didn't really know how to uh, use social media strategically to do that. And so we're seeing a lot of companies, um, you know, turning to strategic social media. We're seeing a lot of success this year. Um, and, and But it's still, it's still the beginning of um, strategic social media, I would say, uh, using social media for commercial purposes. Um, we're you know, um, in terms of market development stages, I think we're kind of starting to see um, some of the, for those who are familiar with this terminology, early majority um, folks um, starting to accept um, this new way of doing business. Um, and so you, you want to get going, uh, learning how to do this um, really as, as soon as possible. It makes perfect sense uh, because this pandemic has created the opportunity for this and organizations to move forward. And th this was something that I think we would have been seeing in the next you know, 10 years, maybe a little bit shorter period of time, but the pandemic has probably accelerated this quite a bit, as I'm guessing you've probably noticed as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the th what's happening is really all of this is being driven by the buyer. Right, the buyer's behaviors have changed such that um, paid advertising really doesn't work. Cold calling hasn't worked for a while, and really, email marketing doesn't work anywhere. People are overwhelmed with email. They get way too much email. It's 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 so funny. Uh, you know, I connected with someone on LinkedIn the other day, and she said, uh, "Oh, you know, I'd love to send you my email." And even though there may be valuable 
information in her email, I'm already getting so much email in my inbox that, you know, it's totally overwhelming. I don't even want to go there. Um, that's the whole, um, the whole premise behind email marketing is, you know, basically interruption marketing. When email was new, people would be in their email box. So if you sent an email and you were one of the early, uh, you know, companies to do that, you know, people would go and look at it and be, oh, what's this offer? And, you know, it was new novel thing. Now people get email and they just delete it. Uh, the email open rates are abysmal. So, um, you know, because of these changes in the buyer's behavior, sellers have to come up with something new. And it just turn, happens to turn out that what's old is new again <laughs> with, um, with virtual uh, networking and relationship building. It's critical. And one of the things that I'm doing uh, at the time of this recording, starting next week, uh, I'm taking a couple months off. Uh, oh, okay. and, you know, uh, well, it's not good for the burnout guy to burn out. So I, for me, you know, and I, 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 and this was planned. I planned this out almost a year ago. I'm like, I'm going to take, you know, the summer off because last summer I was going to, but I was speaking at so many virtual events that, you know, my summer was non-existent. I was just working all the time. So I thought, okay, for 2021, assuming the pandemic is over, <laughs> that's funny, um, <laughs> that I would take the summer off. Well, yeah, still able to do so. But one of the things that I did, and I, I hear you loud and clear on the email side of things, you know, I was getting just hundreds of emails a day and I finally just said, okay, enough's enough. So let's, let's go on an unsubscribe party and just went through and cleared them out. And then the second thing I did was, all right, I need to better filter emails and not just from my email account, but I literally set up a couple different email accounts using Gmail. You know, they don't sponsor me, but I'll I'll say their name anyway. So basically, a newsletter-based email account, and I do a lot of you know investing and things like that. So I created an investment one for that, and I just steered all of my emails, depending on what they were, into there the ones that I that I wanted to keep. Yeah, I reduced my weekly emails received by 75% at the, wow. first, at the first glance. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, how, it's okay. I already know that I was just eating up so much time. Even if you don't even look at the email, you're still having to do something with it. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. It's like, you know, even with organizations, they'll say, well, you know, we'd love to, you know, get on your email list to your clients. I'm like, I had my email list and I know a lot of marketers are going to cringe when they hear this. I deleted it. <laughs> I, I don't have one. I mean, yes, I could probably reach out and get some, but I don't send emails to people. Why? Because I know 8 billion other people are, and they won't see it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to you know, reach out to those organizations in a different matter if yeah. uh, there's collaboration opportunities or whatnot. So I hear you loud and clear on that. So I agree. What is old is new again. It's like, okay, networking, reaching out, you know, connecting with people. So you know, when you guide an organization or you know, a small business owner through that exercise without giving away the kernel's secret recipe, you know, what's, what, you know, what's some of the things you work them through to get them to that mindset of, okay, email marketing, this, this, and this, and yeah. funnels and all that stuff to something that works a lot better? Yeah, that, that is a um, great, great point. It really starts with the mindset. So the first thing that we do is, is just a strategy session, just helping understand the landscape and understand and um, of, you know, why we're doing what we're doing, right? So 
um, you know, kind of big picture, right? There are uh, something like 5 billion people on social media, okay? So get at the notion that your client isn't on social media kind of out of your head. They're there. We got to find out where they are. Um, if you're in B2B, they're most likely on LinkedIn and Twitter, but they might be on another platform, right? So we find out where they are. And then we, we want to talk about your social presence, right? And so people get to uh, have this notion that if they're not active on social media, that means they don't have a social, mate, a social presence. But in reality, you have a social presence. You're just not being intentional about it. So it's not working for you. If you have a LinkedIn profile, even if you just signed up, put your name, you know, signed up for LinkedIn, you have no picture and you have no background and you have no information. Basically, when someone searches for you, your social presence is hurting you because they're like, who is this? I mean, there's nothing there. So we, we, that's kind of the foundational stuff. Let's create a social pr- uh, presence that's optimized to help you build rapport and do a lot of the uh, work for you, right? The early work. Um, get, I, I like to say, I can get people to like me without saying a word, right? And that's just by creating a social presence that is welcoming and humanized and optimized um, to make that happen. I love the humanized component to it because you can look at you know social media channels, whether it's a you know, business or even an individual that is doing branding of whatever they happen to be marketing, and you can tell if it's human element to it or not necessarily a bot, but it's like yeah. okay, this is very scripted, and I think people are naturally attracted. You know, the no like and trust factor comes into play if they see okay, there's a human behind this. Uh, and as long as it, you know, because I've heard arguments, especially on social media about, okay, you know, stick to your brand. This is what you do. This is there. Don't deviate from it. But there's, you know, an argument for, yeah, okay, take a picture that you went to the zoo and, or did something that was human and people will relate to that. It, It shows that, yeah, I'm not just a walking brand there's an element to me about it, which I think I really think enhances the no like and trust factor to say, okay, this is a, just a normal person that does things outside of whatever their company happens to do. Yeah. You know, people don't buy from brands. They, they buy from people and even the most successful brands out there, they're communicating, um, more than just we sell this product or service, right? They're, they've created a community. They've created a mission or purpose or a lifestyle. And having their product is part of a lifestyle story. So people are buying, they're buying into the whole thing, not just the particular product. So today, even the small business can do that very same thing. They can um, communicate, um, whether it be a mission or a purpose or their authentic uh, 
um, use their authentic self so that they become the unique selling proposition, right? And in that way, you differentiate yourself in the market. And that's what most small businesses really need to do. They really, it's, it's really got to get back to um, the human to human connection, and what we have in social media um, and the social media platforms is a technology that enables human-to-human connection on a scale never before seen. So the world is so much smaller and your ability to network and create relationships very quickly um, and effectively using uh, social media, if you can get out there and get started with it really soon, you can really do really, really well. I mean, there's going to be a window of time, just like with all these technologies, right? If you were one of the first to get a website, right? You were doing great. The people who are still trying to get their website up, it's like, what, what, you know, what's going on? If you were the, uh, one of the first to get your keyword situation together with Google so that you're on the, the top page of whatever Google search um, people might be looking for, right? That was kind of a thing for a while. And people still, you know, sing, you know, are all about SEO, but now it's like long tail. You got to be something like super, super, <laughs> right, niche that people have to be searching for. And, it, and then it's only warm leads with, um, or even e-commerce, right? If you're one of the first folks to get e-commerce going, you, you were able to get a lot very quickly. And we see that. Now with um, B2C social media uh, brands, fastest growing brands are using, they're not using paid advertising. They're using influencers on Instagram or Facebook, wearing their products and selling their products that way. Those are the, you know, fastest growing brands. So anyway, that's, that's sort of a long way to say that now is an opportune time where you can get started with this and really establish digital dominance for you, for your organization. And, and the key, I think, is understanding, and as silly as this sounds, I know you've encountered this, and I have too in, in life and working with organizations, is are they really clear on what they sell? And sometimes they're not they think they are and then you interview their key you know stakeholders within the organization then you have the all together chat and you say well based on my findings there are seven companies that work in here and they all look at each other and it they're similar but they're different and then you, it helps them okay who are you you know, what 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 is your business what are you trying to offer what are your products and services and get real clear on that then you can you know start doing you know the campaigns and figuring out okay how do we do this and and i agree i I, we're seeing a lot more of the influencers out there going okay yeah i'm marketing this particular brand we've seen it Mm -hmm. you know even the fast food restaurants are you know using you know musicians you know and right to the point where you you can get one of their meals and it's branded that way i'm like this is a really good way to go about it because it's you know basically borrowing the 
brand to market your own brand. And it's it, those collaborations tend to get the attention of people at least to go, okay, well, what's this all about? You know, well, what's so different about this one compared to what they normally offer? So it's, it's definitely an interesting time for a lot of these things as people are figuring out new ways to leverage social media to, to, you know, make the impact that they want to make in their business, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, the key is differentiation. You've got to differentiate, and um, and a great way to differentiate is actually with your people. Your 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 people, um, whether you're a small business or a large large business, your people will help to differentiate you. And one of the things that we don't see enough focus on is really culture, which is why we focus on culture culture that your organizations what what is your company about are you only about selling these products and services because if you're only about selling these products and services that really limits your value proposition to your to your customer right um, value is, is a psychological thing so if you can connect your what you do to your why you do it um, then you can really communicate a greater value and do much more in the marketplace. The why is a great way to start. You know, there's a colleague of mine had a, you know, there's the start with why there's, you know, right. who are you, all of those things, but it, it really helps. And it's an exercise that I think, and love to hear your opinion on this. It's not a, a set it and forget it kind of thing. You need to go back to what your why is because over time, it may change uh, because of the client work that you have, the things that you've done, the, the things you've launched. You may realize, okay, I started this business working with this particular group or these mm -hmm. types of customers. But over time, I've noticed that things work better for us as far as for growth and everything else if we're working on this. So yeah. if you're still doing all your branding and marketing on something that quite frankly, you're not doing it, it number one, you're not going to be able to get to what you want to do. And number two, you're going to confuse people and you don't want to confuse people. You want people to understand when they go to your social media, your website, talking with you, whatever the case may be, they know what you do. Because their their attention span, unfortunately, keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why you know those little sound bites. That's why you're seeing little snippet videos instead of you know like TikTok, for example, or mm -hmm. other things where it's like those are short videos, and it's like you can't upload a 15 minute training video on there. I mean, you can, but it's going to be in all kinds of different segments and a series yeah. type of thing, which is again an old kind of concept, but I've seen that work on TikTok. There's a, a person that I happen to follow on there and she did a series like, okay, now part 10. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And, uh, and at first I'm going, I don't think this is how you're supposed to do it. But looking at the views, she, she kept a bunch of people along. Usually after about part four, people are like, I'm done. I can't, I just can't commit yeah. to that anymore. Yeah. Although they'll binge watch on Netflix. So it, it's people are funny. I mean, that's yeah. ultimately what it comes down to. Well, that's it. That's a really interesting point because technology isn't going to do it all for you. And that's kind of where marketing has gotten 
um, has gone kind of left in the sense that, you know, everyone wants to be able to use this marketing automation. It's easy. We push a button, you know, it goes to a million people and some percentage of those, you know, they want to make it all, it's, it's, it's not, it's not easy like that. Um, it's never been easy. And social media is not a silver bullet in this sense. Um, you have to build relationships. You have to build the community. And um, ultimately, though, when you're doing that, you're gonna, it's going to be much more effective for you. You're going to be able to create a customer experience that is much more compelling. And you, you won't have to worry so much about your customers leaving because they're a part of something that's more than just this product or service. You know, I think about um, Amazon and I really think about, you know, looking back over the last 20 years of being an Amazon customer and how they built by the things that they did, their activities, their behavior, they, they created a feeling of trust. You know, I'm looking at it from my own personal experience. I mean, they've got, they're doing a half a trillion dollars a year in sales. So almost everyone has bought something from Amazon. So you understand that not because they said it, but because they did it, I'm not going to have to worry if I buy this from Amazon. No matter what happens, they're going to take care of me. That's it. And so I trust them. So it's going to be really hard. It's not to say that I don't buy um, things from other um, e-commerce brands. I certainly do. Um, um, but um, that's, it's more niche, right? So I built a patio and because, you know, because I was doing, it was, you know, furniture, I went to a furniture e-commerce, you know, um, but they're trying to still, they're trying to create um, I won't say duplicate what Amazon did, but duplicate we, what we all need to do, which is we need customers to know that we are, uh, we, we genuinely want to help them solve their problems. We genuinely want to give them value. So it's not a transaction, but a relationship. If I, if I do right today, then tomorrow I get the, the next thing, right? So, you know, Amazon looks out at their customers for their whole life, right? They're not worried about one transaction where something was broken. Like, I think I, I bought a bowl and it came and it had a chip and Amazon was like, we'll keep the bowl and we'll send you another one right? Because they know that there's another, God willing, 30 or 40 years of purchases, right? And this one's not that important. And we all need to think that way. Customer lifetime value is a critical concept um, that a lot of small business owners in particular do not um, understand or incorporate in their business. Yeah, it's a, even though Amazon is obviously a gigantic organization, in my dealings with them as far as customer service is concerned, you know, it's usually in a chat situation if I've had to do anything, it still mimics that community feel of, yeah, bring it back in. We'll take care of it. We'll fix it. No problem. Like you would get from a small 
independent store somewhere. They've been able to mimic that to the point where it's like, yep, we're crediting your account. Here it is. Sometimes, yep, or here, here's the label. Go ahead and print it off. You know, mail it back. No cost to you. Um, or some, and there's been a handful of occasions. They's like, well, you know, keep it or recycle it. You know, don't even bother sending it back because they've got their algorithms on what makes sense for them to be able to right. take it back or not. Uh, but they make it to the point where it's like, oh, you don't like it? Okay, here. You know, here, here's your money back. Here's this. They take care of it, and it's instant. And except during Prime Day, that was mm-hmm. a little chaotic. They and they right. and they publicly said, you know, right on there, it's like, yeah, we're a little overwhelmed, so we're not going to be able to get with you. <laughs> if you could, if you could just wait till next week, don't worry. You know, your your return window, we'll look at that. Won't be a problem because there was one issue with something yeah. that uh, finally, you know, it, it showed up. It showed that it was delivered, but it really wasn't. Uh-huh. But that wasn't that wasn't an Amazon thing. That was the delivery service that they happened to use at that particular day. But at the end of the day, it's like. It was all taken care of. Yeah, oh, and you man. believed them when they said, "Hey, it, it, don't hold on. We'll, we're going to take care of you." And we, you believed it, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think that's the big thing in the condo building that I live in. Um, you know, our, thankfully we've got a, a security slash concierge area, so all of our mm-hmm. packages go through them, and they keep it. And then you go down, so I don't have to have a porch camera to you know make sure my stuff's not getting boosted. But you know, I. I tend to order a lot, you know, business and personal and all that stuff. So, you know, there was a time where my the security guard said, I haven't seen you in like three or four days. It's like, I was, <laughs> I was at first I thought you moved because I haven't seen any Amazon packages. And I told him, I said, well, you know, A to Z, I've pretty much bought everything from A to Z. So <laughs> I got, I got to, I got to go back to the new products under the letter A. Said, don't worry. You'll, don't worry. You'll see me. And, you know, they have a big joke, laugh at it, but you know, I go back and, you know, for fun, I'll look at my past orders and go, yeah, Amazon knows me. Uh, yeah. uh, but again, you know, and, and I buy, you know, you know, for those that, you know, buy local, I buy things local to support small businesses, restaurants, you know, all that stuff. It really depends on what I'm looking for and a convenience thing for me. And of course, during the pandemic in the early days, mm-hmm. you know, you're not supposed to go to those places. You're supposed to stay in as much you can. So I did, um, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's a, a kind of a hybrid thing. Uh, but at the end of the day, there are lessons that the Amazons of the world can teach all of us on how to really, you know, stand out in whatever our business is. And when we do that, you know, we're going to have our own success. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the key thing to appreciate and not try to reject is that we are moving to a digital first world for every industry. And so it's really important that you begin to, um, if you have not already done so, think about your business from a digital first perspective. I would say one of the easiest things that you can do, believe it or not, is the strategic social selling. Now, that being said, it's not that easy, right? It's not a flip the switch. It's a big change in behavior. But I say easy in the sense that it's a training, it's a methodology, 
There's some coaching that goes along with it, and you're going to be able to see the ROI. It's going to increase your sales pipeline. You're going to know where it's coming from. So, um, in that sense, you, I, it's one of the things. It's what you should do first to get your business going in the right direction, and then you can start thinking about okay, how do we innovate? How do we change things so that we can take advantage of this new digital first economy? Yeah, and that's definitely important work for every organization to focus on. So, Lenwood, I've loved this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this awesome work that you do? Sure. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Lenwood M. Ross, L-E-N-W-O-O-D-M-R-O-S-S. Um, you can also f- uh, reach me at our website, accelery.com. Um, and, of course, I've uh, created a uh, a uh, takeaway for for your listeners. Um, Basically, it's uh, how to create your social uh, presence in in five steps. Um, You know, uh, people like me before I... um, before I ever uh, say a word. So uh, I, I just put something together so they can uh, take that and, and work on their social presence. And um, yeah, that that's it. And I'll definitely have that link in the show notes. So Ledwood, thank you again for all this awesome work you do. And thank you for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Michael. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.